Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, September 18th. It is hard to believe that another year has gone by and we are almost done with completing a one-year reading cycle through the entire Bible. The new one-year Bible reading cycle begins on October 9, 2023. We have posted the reading schedule for the 2023-24 year on the Daily Audio Torah website, right on the home page. Congratulations! for reading along with me through the entire Bible in one year. I encourage you to keep on going. This is one of the ways that Yeshua, our Messiah, speaks to us through His Word. He also speaks to us by His Holy Spirit. Staying in the Word keeps our discernment sharp. As we hide the Word of God in our hearts, this protects us from propaganda, lies, and deception that is so prevalent in the mainstream media and in our culture today. How has this one-year journey of reading the Bible impacted you? I would love to hear your comments and feedback. You can reach me at bridgeconnector at startmail.com. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today, we continue the Torah portion for Hazinu, which means give ear. Deuteronomy 32, 1-10 Give ear, O heavens, let me speak. Let the earth hear the words I utter. May my discourse come down as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like showers on young growth, like droplets on the grass. For the name of Hashem I proclaim, give glory to our God, the Rock. His deeds are perfect, yes, all His ways are just. A faithful Hashem, never false, true and upright is He. Children unworthy of him, that crooked, perverse generation, their baseness has played him false. Do you thus requite Hashem, O dull and witless people? Is not he the Father who created you, 
fashioned you and made you endure? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of ages past. Ask your father. He will inform you. Your elders, they will tell you. When the Most High gave nations their homes and set the divisions of man, he fixed the boundaries of peoples in relation to Israel's numbers. For Hashem's portion is his people, Jacob, his own allotment. He found him in a desert region, in an empty, howling waste. He engirded him, watched over him, guarded him as the pupil of his eye. Isaiah 25, 1-28, 13 Hashem, you are my God. I will extol you. I will praise your name, for you planned graciousness of old, counsels of steadfast faithfulness. For you have turned a city into a stone heap, a walled town into a ruin, the citadel of strangers into rubble, never to be rebuilt. Therefore a fierce people must honor you, a city of cruel nations must fear you. For you have been a refuge for the poor man, a shelter for the needy man in his distress, shelter from rainstorm, shade from heat. When the fury of tyrants was like a winter's rainstorm, the rage of strangers like heat in the desert, you subdued the heat with the shade of clouds. The singing of the tyrants was vanquished. The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, will make on this mount for all the peoples a banquet of rich viands, a banquet of choice wines, of rich viands seasoned with marrow, of choice wines well refined. And he will destroy on this mount the shroud that is drawn over the faces of all the peoples and the covering that is spread over all the nations. He will destroy death forever. My Hashem will wipe the tears away from all faces and will put an end to the reproach of his people over all the earth. For it is Hashem who has spoken. In that day they shall say, This is our God. We trusted in him and he delivered us. This is Hashem in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice and exult in his deliverance. For the hand of Hashem shall descend upon this mount, and Moab shall be trampled under him, as straw is threshed to bits at Madmina. Then he will spread out his hands in their homeland, as a swimmer spreads his hands out to swim, and he will humble their pride along with the emblems of their power. Yes, the secure fortification of their walls he will lay low and humble, will raise to the ground, to the very dust. In that day, this song shall be sung in the land of Yehuda. Ours is a mighty city. He makes victory our inner and outer wall. Open the gates and let a righteous nation enter, a nation that keeps faith. The confident mind you guard in safety, in safety because it trusts in you. Trust in Hashem forever and ever, for in Yah Hashem you have an everlasting rock.
for he has brought low those who dwell high up. He has humbled the secure city, humbled it to the ground, leveled it with dust, to be trampled underfoot by the feet of the needy, by the souls of the poor. The path is level for the righteous man. O just one, you make smooth the course of the righteous. For your just ways, Hashem, we look to you. We long for the name by which you are called. At night I yearn for you with all my being. I seek you with all the spirit within me. For when your judgments are wrought on earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. But when the scoundrel is spared, he learns not righteousness. In a place of integrity he does wrong. He ignores the majesty of Hashem. Hashem, they see not your hand exalted. Let them be shamed as they behold your zeal for your people and fire consuming your adversaries. Hashem, may you appoint well-being for us, since you have also requited all our misdeeds. Hashem, our God, lords other than you possessed us, but only your name shall we utter. They are dead, they can never live. Shades, they can never rise. Of a truth you have dealt with them and wiped them out, have put an end to all mention of them. When you added to the nation, Hashem, when you added to the nation, extending all the boundaries of the land, you were honored. Hashem, in their distress they sought you. Your chastisement reduced them to anguished, whispered prayer. Like a woman with child approaching childbirth, Writhing and screaming in her pangs, so are we become because of you, Hashem. We were with child, we writhed. It is as though we had given birth to wind. We have won no victory on earth. The inhabitants of the world have not come to life. Oh, let your dead revive. Let corpses arise. Awake and shout for joy, you who dwell in the dust. For your dew is like the dew on fresh growth. You make the land of the shades come to life. Go, my people. Enter your chambers and lock your doors behind you. Hide but a little moment until the indignation passes. For lo, Hashem shall come forth from his place to punish the dwellers of the earth for their iniquity, and the earth shall disclose its bloodshed and shall no longer conceal its slain. In that day, Hashem will punish with his great, cruel, mighty sword, Leviathan, the elusive serpent, Leviathan, the twisting serpent, He will slay the dragon of the sea. In that day they shall sing of it, Vineyard of Delight. I, Hashem, keep watch over it. I water it every moment, that no harm may befall it. I watch it night and day. There is no anger in me. If one offers me thorns and thistles, I will march to battle against him and set all of them on fire. But if he holds fast to my refuge, he makes me his friend. He makes me his friend. In the days to come, Jacob will strike root. Israel shall sprout and blossom. 
and the face of the world shall be covered with fruit. Was he beaten as his beater has been? Did he suffer such slaughter as his slayers? Assailing them with fury unchained, his pitiless blast bore them off on a day of gale. Assuredly, by this alone shall Jacob's sin be purged away. This is the only price for removing his guilt, that he make all the altar stones like shattered blocks of chalk, with no sacred post left standing, nor any incense altar. Thus fortified cities lie desolate, homesteads deserted, forsaken like a wilderness. There calves graze, there they lie down and consume its bows. When its crown is withered, they break. Women come and make fires with them, for they are a people without understanding. That is why their Maker will show them no mercy. Their Creator will deny them grace. And in that day Hashem will beat out the peoples like grain from the channel of the Euphrates to the Wadi of Egypt. And you shall be picked up one by one, O children of Israel. And in that day a great shofar shall be sounded, and the strayed who are in the land of Assyria and the expelled who are in the land of Egypt shall come and worship Hashem on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. Ah, the proud crowns of the drunkards of Ephraim, whose glorious beauty is but wilted flowers, on the heads of men bloated with rich food, who are overcome by wine. Lo, my Lord has something strong and mighty, like a storm of hail, a shower of pestilence, something like a storm of massive torrential rain, shall be hurled with force to the ground. Trampled underfoot shall be the proud crowns of the drunkards of Ephraim, the wilted flowers on the heads of men bloated with rich food that are his glorious beauty. They shall be like an early fig before the fruit harvest. Whoever sees it devours it while it is still in his hand. In that day the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, shall become a crown of beauty and a diadem of glory for the remnant of his people, and a spirit of judgment for him who sits in judgment, and of valor for those who repel attacks at the gate. But these are also muddled by wine and dazed by liquor. Kohan and Navi are muddled by liquor. They are confused by wine. They are dazed by liquor. They are muddled in their visions. They stumble in judgment. Yes, all tables are covered with vomit and filth, so that no space is left. To whom would he give instruction? To whom expound a message? To those newly weaned from milk, just taken away from the breast? That same mutter upon mutter, murmur upon murmur, now here, now there. Truly as one who speaks to that people in a stammering jargon and an alien tongue, is he who declares to them, This is the resting place. Let the weary rest. This is the place of repose. They refuse to listen. To them the word of Hashem is mutter upon mutter, murmur upon murmur, now here, now there. And so they will march. But they shall fall backward and be injured and snared and captured.
Galatians 3, 23-4:31. But before faith came, we Jews were kept under the law, the Torah, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Therefore the law, the Torah, was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For we are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, Yeshua. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus, Yeshua. And if you be Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, the Torah, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then, when you knew not God, you did service to them, which by nature are no gods. But now, after that, you have known God, or rather are known of God, How turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Brethren, I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as you are, you have not injured me at all. You know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel to you at the first. And my temptation, which was in my flesh, you despised not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus Yeshua. Where is then the blessedness you spoke of? For I bore you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They zealously affect you, but not well. Yes, they would exclude you that you might affect them. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. 
I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Tell me, you that desire to be under the law, the Torah, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory, for these are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which genders to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answers to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren woman that bear not, break forth and cry, you that travail not. For the desolate has many more children than she which has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what says the Scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free woman. Psalm 62, 1-12 Truly my soul waits upon God. From Him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies, they bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. My soul, wait only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. Also unto you, O Lord, belongs mercy. For you render to every man according to his work. Proverbs 23, 19-21 Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Be not among wine-bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. 
For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. I want to speak to you today from our reading in Isaiah chapter 25 through 28, and then we're going to jump into Galatians chapter 3. And so starting in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 7 is a very interesting verse. Let's just read it again. And he will destroy on this mount the shroud that is drawn over the faces of all the peoples and the covering that is spread over all the nations. Now here is an interesting interpretation to consider. So back in 2020 and 2021, we had this global pandemic, the intentional engineering of a so-called virus uh, starting in the U.S., and then because gain-of-function research became illegal, it was farmed out to the Wuhan lab in China, and then it was deliberately released, the COVID-19 virus, and it swept throughout the nations, and there was a global shutdown and lockdown and masking up. Everybody was required to wear masks. And so this is perhaps even going to be coming back in mid-September of 2023, at least in the U.S. Biden is talking about uh, now requiring the TSA workers in the airports to wear the mask. And by mid-October, talking about all um passengers on airlines having to wear the mask. So he's trying to reinstitute it. And so it, it was all about tyranny, control, and power. But this verse is talking about, he will destroy on this mount the shroud that is drawn over the faces of all the peoples. And what did we see back in 2020 and 2021? We saw masks on all the faces of the people, except for the very few who refused to comply. And I do hope and pray that if they do try to reinstitute a mask mandate, that we will not comply. Do not comply. When you go shopping at Walmart or Safeway or, you know, you're out and about in the public, just don't comply. And if the business insists, don't give them your business. If enough people simply refuse to comply, and it's not just one or two or just a few, but lots and lots of people who refuse to comply, they're going to have to, it's going to hit their wallet, their bottom line. They'll lose millions and millions of dollars of business if people say, I'm not going to just shop at your business because you're requiring the mask. I'll go somewhere else. So that's an interesting verse that he's going to destroy the shroud that is drawn over the faces of all the peoples and the covering that is spread over all the nations. That's one possible interpretation. It can have other meanings as well. Let's look at the next verse. Verse 8, He will destroy death forever. My Hashem will wipe the tears away from all faces and will put an end to the reproach of His people over all the earth, for it is Hashem who has spoken. The Israel Bible commentary on this verse reads as follows. Celebrating the ultimate defeat of evil, Hashem will hold a banquet at his mountain, Mount Zion, and all those who celebrate will witness the undoing of Adam's punishment, the removal of death from the world. 
This idea also appears in the prophecies of Hosea. From Sheol itself I will save them, redeem them from very death. Where, O death, are your plagues, your pestilence? Where, O Sheol? Hosea 13:14. The wiping away of tears in this verse refers to Rachel's tears in Jeremiah's prophecy of the ingathering of the exiles. Jeremiah 31:15. As the verse states, Restrain your voice from weeping, your eyes from shedding tears. For there is a reward for your labor, declares Hashem. They shall return from the enemy's land. God's consolation from the pains of death and exile will be an important part of the redemption and complete return to Israel, for which his nation prays daily. Now there's a couple of verses I want to point out that are a cross-reference to the one I just read from Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8. And the first one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 54 to 56, where it is written, So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, the Torah. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Okay, and then another cross-reference verse from Revelation. Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne, and the Lamb is Yeshua, the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to, a, to living fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What a comforting thought. And, you know, in the days that we're living in, many of us are going through sorrows. We've got, we're going through grief and loss. There's been children who turn their backs on their parents or parents who turn their backs on their children three against two within the same family um loss people who've died from taking the jab not knowing just not knowing that it was a death shot a clot shot and so The Lord's going to take care of all that. Revelation 24, verse 21, verse 4. Revelation 21, verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And so this is something to really hang our hat on to cling to, to remember, and to uh, look forward to, that we have hope. That though we may be going through tribulations and trials right now, we may be going through some sufferings and some sorrows, but that in the end, God wins, and he's going to wipe away our tears. Now I want to jump into Galatians. 
And we read chapter 3, verse starting in verse 23 through chapter 4, Uh, 31. And there are some very, very important principles contained in Galatians that we need to come back to, that I believe in the Hebrew roots world we have wandered away from, and we need to come back to. And it's this understanding of what is the place of the Torah in my life, and what is the place of Yeshua in my life, And so it says in verse 24, therefore the law, the Torah, was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith comes, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. And so it's a picture that, let's say you're a 12-year-old, and you're in a old-fashioned one-room schoolhouse, and you've had the same teacher since kindergarten. And year by year, you're learning, you're going to that classroom and you're learning from your teacher. And then one day you turn 18 and you graduate from high school and now you're a young adult. So the Torah has the role of leading us to Christ, pointing us to Christ. It's the sign on the highway. Um, This is the way to get to Yeshua. And so once you come into faith in Yeshua, there's no longer, um, the, the Torah is no longer your schoolmaster, is no longer your tutor. You belong to Christ. Now Yeshua goes to live inside of you. And it goes on to say in verse 29, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so by faith, we get grafted into the olive tree, Romans 11, and we become heirs to all the promises and the covenants that the Lord made to Abraham and to his seed, and we are his seed. And so you can hear um, Paul's agony in his heart as he writes in verse 9, but now after you have known God or are rather known by God, how do you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? In other words, now you're at Mount Sion under Yeshua as your head. Why do you want to go back to Mount Sinai and be under Moses and go back to bondage? He goes on to say, you observe days and months and times and years. I'm afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as you are. You have not injured me at all. And so he's saying, don't go back to Mount Sinai and be under Moses. Stay at Mount Zion and be under Yeshua. So there's a teaching I did recently on this topic. It's called, which mountain are you standing on, Mount Sinai or Mount Zion? And I refer you to that teaching to expand upon this principle. You can watch it as a video or you can listen to it as an audio. And I have posted a button that will take you to the video teaching if you would like to watch that um, and expand upon this principle. I'm going to close now with a beautiful song called Jesus Be the Center. And may that be our heart's desire 
and our heart's prayer. May Yeshua be the center of all that we are, all that we do. May He be our center.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>